Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Network. Joe Gaither, Chris Krogman, and Lucas Berry all hanging out with you to talk some Chicago Bears. We appreciate you jumping in and joining us. You can find us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod and on Facebook at Believe in Monsters Podcast. On YouTube, Chris, have we updated our YouTube? Are we still at BIM underscore pod on the YouTube? No, I'm 90% sure we are believe in monsters now. But excellent, I'm gonna, excellent. I'm going to check. Now no, no, well, Chris that. has been doing a lot of good work on the YouTube page. We want to get you guys over there as well. So we appreciate everybody jumping in and listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast. Also, check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast. We got a great episode on tap tonight. We talked to Dennis Ackerman of the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, he's the Believe in, uh, he's the believe in Raiders correspondent, so he he covers the Raiders for the Believe Network, and we appreciated our time talking with Dennis Ackerman about what the Raiders might do with their draft pick if we can entice them into dra- uh, trading up for the number one overall pick. So we'll keep talking about the number one overall pick. Oh, at Believe in Monsters, all one word on YouTube. We love it. Thank you so much, Chris Krogman, for your great work. And without further ado, and all that being said, having a special guest tonight. Uh, going to be a great, going to be a great episode, and we really appreciate. Dennis Ackerman of Believe in Raiders joining us on the show tonight. We've had a, a couple of good weeks of good guests as we explore other teams and their offseason plans. So uh, without further ado, Luke set us up with another one. Mr. Dennis Ackerman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You can find him on the Twitter machine at Ackerman underscore Dennis. And we look forward to hearing what the Las Vegas Raiders will be up to tonight. Dennis, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for your time, sir. I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. No problem, no problem. Well, we're having you on because our Bears have the number one overall pick, so we have what everybody wants. And so we've been searching and reaching out to other bad organizations, or not bad organizations, but organizations that have been less successful, like ourselves, like ourselves, and seeing if they want to buy that number one overall pick. So, Mr. Ackerman, uh, you, you know, give us a rundown on the on the Raiders season. It ended less than stellar, just like ours, so we're all in the same boat. Uh, just kind of give us a rundown of Josh McDaniels and his first year as Las Vegas Raiders for uh, Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Oh boy, six and eleven in his first season. Disappointment, all in big capital letters. High hopes for this team after they hired Josh McDaniels. You know they acquired Devontae Adams. Uh, everybody thought maybe nine wins, ten wins. Everybody thought this was the greatest division ever. You know, heading into the season with all the moves, Russell Wilson going to Denver and the Raiders acquiring Devontae Adams and turned out to be a pretty disappointing season, not only for the Raiders, but the Broncos as well. Look at the Raiders. Defense was worse than anybody could have imagined. It was in the bottom five in so many statistical categories. Uh, Derek Carr did not play well uh, in Josh McDaniel's season. That's why they are moving on from him. And, you know, one of the lone bright spots was Josh uh, Jacobs, a running back, ended up leading the NFL in rushing. He became the first Raider to do so. 
since Marcus Allen, 1985. That's a little bit of a drought, uh, I would say so. But uh, overall, disappointing. Uh, six and 11, they're starting over at the quarterback position. Uh, they need help still on along the offensive line, and they need to revamp that entire defense heading into 2023. There's maybe, I could give you probably two or three names who could be starting next year. And, and Nate Hobbs, uh, and of course, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL is Max Crosby. Definitely, Dennis. Uh, we kind of saw it the same way. Uh, I think, you know, Joe being the, the Bama guy he is, is a huge Josh Jacobs fan, uh, as Lucas also is, as he took him fifth or sixth round in our fantasy football draft. So congrats to Lucas. He uh, he won uh, the fantasy football league that I invited him to for the first time this year. So uh, that was smart. Um, but uh, yeah, back to, back to the Raiders and Jacobs. Uh, what's your, what's, what's kind of the feeling around uh, Las Vegas and Josh Jacobs? I know going into the year, a lot of people around the league fantasy community included kind of were lukewarm on Josh Jacobs uh, I never really understood it. I've always been a big Jacobs fan. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He blocks well in the backfield. He does a lot of good things. He has a, a good vision, fits a lot of systems. So I really didn't understand the hate for Jacobs going into the season. And he obviously produced very well, like you said. So, you know, there was some stuff, talk, talk you know, some stuff during the season that I think Jacobs came out and was like, yeah, I, like kind of I'm out, you know, like they didn't respect me. I, uh, I think I might, you know, test the waters. What's the, what's the feeling around Las Vegas and Jacobs? Well, let's go back to the off season and the new regime came in, uh, Josh McDaniels, and they did not pick up his fifth year option. You know, the year before he averaged less than four yards of carry. He was coming off his worst season. There were also some injury concerns. He missed a handful of games through his first four years. So they also drafted Samir White, who a lot of people thought he was going to probably split the carries uh, during the season with Josh Jacobs. And then when Jacobs didn't start the first preseason game of the year, he was like, oh boy, that's it. He's a dead man walking. He will not be wearing the silver and black next year. Well, it turns out, like I said earlier, he ends up having a fantastic year. He leads the NFL in rushing. And now he says he wants to come back. He wants to play for the Raiders, but it's got to be at a deal that makes sense for him. So look, he's only 24 years old. If you want to franchise tag him, it's only going to cost you $10 million. So there's always, you know, the thing around the NFL now is uh, don't give running back second contracts. I mean, look mm -hmm. at Zeke Elliott in, in Dallas. You can make the case that he's a shell of himself. But look, he's only 24. And I think if you can come to the right price range for, on a three-year deal, then I hopefully he's back in silver and black. Would I franchise tag him uh, at $10 million? I absolutely would, and then see what happens after that. But look, if they can lock him up, that's one less position of need that this team has and like I said earlier, they have a lot of positions of need heading into this 2023 season. Yeah, I I share your sentiments on Jacobs and running back, and 10 million is is a smoking deal, in all honesty, for a top running back in the league, especially one that just came off the season that Jacobs did. But you gotta feel for the players, right? I mean, you know, coming off a career year leading the NFL in rushing, and then you get kind of hamstrung on a, on a franchise tag. It wouldn't make me feel fantastic as an employee, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, like you said, they kind of got a lot of needs. You touched on Derek Carr coming into this. They're most likely going to cut Carr 
cut ties. Uh, they even let Stidham have a have a game or two uh, at the end of the year. Uh, you know, a friend of mine posted Aaron Rodgers odds on favorite to take his next snap with the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. What direction? Do you think the Raiders are going to go this offseason with the quarterback position? Well, let's start uh, at the very end of the 2022 season. Like you said, the Raiders uh, told uh, Derek Carr they wanted to see what Jared Sidham had. So they said that they came to an agreement that Carr needs to leave the team, which I find very hard to believe. Derek, in his nine years there, was the face of the franchise. I mean, he went through mm-hmm. all the ups and downs, both on the field and off the field. So everything that he did for that franchise, I find that very hard to believe that he agreed to stay away so he wouldn't be a distraction. Look, Jared Stidham played very well uh, against the 49ers. He threw for well over 300 yards. Uh, Derek Carr did not uh, put up the kind of numbers that uh, Stidham did in any of his starts. And then he, he was pedestrian uh, in his final start against Kansas City. So, look, he's also a free agent. So uh, let's go now to Derek Carr. They're going to cut him by February 15th, so his contract is not guaranteed. There's no team that's going to trade for him. There's not. It doesn't make any sense. So he'll he'll be gone. So now do you look at, okay, do we sign Jarrett Stidham as maybe a backup or maybe a stopgap for one year, depending on which way we're going to go? So now you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he makes a lot of money. So whatever deal you're going to have to deal with him, you're probably going to have to likely restructure your deal. And then what are you going to have to give up in order to get Aaron Rodgers? Do I like Aaron Rodgers at 39? Uh, I sure do. I know we kind of had a down year, but I will take Aaron Rodgers over Jarrett Stidham uh, and over Derek Carr. No ifs, ands, buts about that. <laughs> so let's say, though, that you can't work out something. You can't. They want too much or the, it just doesn't work for whatever reason. The deal is not going to happen. So now I'm going to look at the draft. The Raiders have the seventh pick. <clears throat> what would they need to do to move up to get one of these top three quarterbacks? They've got the draft stock. They have 11 picks this year in the draft. They have their own, and they, and they have a lot of uh, compensation picks for free agents who signed somewhere else. So your Bears, I, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback, but what if somebody calls them and blows them away with an offer for a team that needs a quarterback? So there's one quarterback gone. We know Houston's taking a quarterback, no doubt. At number three, Arizona, I, they're not going to take a quarterback, but is somebody going to move up there? The Colts need a quarterback. The Seahawks don't, and the Lions don't. Those are all the teams picking ahead of the Raiders. So how far up? in the draft are the Raiders going to have to move if they want to go that route after maybe a CJ Stroud. I don't know. Bryce Young, I think is going to be gone by the second pick. And I think that's the way Houston's leaning. Jimmy Garoppolo is another name you hear out there in free agency. He's got a, he's familiar obviously with Josh McDaniels from his ties from new England. Uh, is Jimmy G an upgrade over Derek Carr? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, look at your responses. Look at your reactions. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? I'm not really a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks uh, at the quarterback position, and obviously it's the most important position in all of sports. Well, Dennis, it's, it's definitely a hard position for you to be in, you know, to be on this podcast talking about this here on February 7th because, you know, we have yet to, to even reach the Super Bowl yet. Um, obviously, free agency is going to be the massive uh, wild card and all this you know what are the Raiders going to do um, between now and uh, when free agency starts are they going to make a move for Rodgers are they going to 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 cancel that out personally as a Bears fan I kind of love the situation that the Packers are in with Rodgers right now and all his cap hit because they're kind of stuck but I am worried about a team like the Jets more so than anybody giving them heaven and earth for a 39 year old Rodgers who like we said, last year had a 
pretty down year for his standards. Um, all that being said, though, my main thing with Rodgers and the Raiders is I don't, I really can't see Rodgers and McDaniels getting along, to be honest with you. I, I don't know why. I just, I have a feeling those two would not be a great pair. But regardless of whether this is a, you know, we're not here to talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> if the Raiders were to trade up in the draft, do you in particular have a guy you think Josh McDaniels would value higher than the rest of the QBs out of the top three or four, Anthony Richardson included? So Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. Do you think he would value one of those guys over another because of some kind of traits or whatever he looks for in a QB? Wow, that is a great question. I mean, I think part of it would depend on how much you have to give up to get to where you can take like one of the three that you just mentioned. I mean, I think the name that has been most associated with the Raiders is C.J. Stroud uh, out of Ohio State because I really believe that Bryce Young seems to be the consensus number one quarterback. I think we can all agree with that. And whether he goes one or two, if somebody trades up to swaps with the Bears. Do you think that, let me ask you this, do you think the Bears will trade that number one pick if they get blown away with an offer? I think they'll trade it no matter what. I don't what? think. Yeah. I don't think they're. I, I think they're looking for anything for it because I. I think they believe in Fields. He's their guy. There's no. I mean, unless some unless they're just getting slapped in the face with offers, and then they'll just say, okay, fine, we'll take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter and call it a day. But I think they'll take whatever the Texans offer, whatever the Colts offer, whatever wild card team comes in with something hot. Um, you know, you know, we see it every year where there's a, a crazy trade up or we've seen it several times in the last few years where there's a crazy trade up. But yeah, I think, I think it's for a hundred percent for sale. And I think it's, there's already been conversations. That's what I think. Okay. So I think, you know, if you look at Stroud and you look at Bryce Young, those are probably the two quarterbacks that are ready to play right now. And with the Raiders, with all the skill position players, they have the Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, we've talked about uh, Hunter Renfro who was banged up last year, but the year before had over hundred catches, hopefully Darren Waller. Waller uh, if, yeah. if he's back with the team, there's no guarantee. He's missed a combined 13 games the last two seasons when he's been healthy. He's one of the best tight ends, but all of a sudden it's become a big if with him, unfortunately over the last two years. So if they can get maybe a Bryce young or a CJ Stroud, you know, I think that's the way he would go. I don't feel like Josh uh, really wants to try to develop a quarterback like an Anthony Richardson, uh, you know, the hooker from Tennessee coming off the nasty knee injury. I don't think he's looking to develop somebody like that. I think he wants a quarterback who can step in. Uh, if he's going to sit, maybe sit a year. Uh, maybe, like I said, Jared Stidham could be the stop back. But I think he's looking for somebody to plug in right now with all the weapons they have on offense. And then maybe through free agency and the draft, uh, they can address their needs along the offensive line as well as that defense. So do, do, are, you, are you happy with Josh McDaniels after year one? Do you think that he's going to be the guy that is able, whether you take a rookie and, and develop him, like you said, he's not interested in that, or whether he takes one of these re, you know, retreads or veteran quarterbacks, do you think that he's going to be able to move the Raiders forward a, into some semblance of success in a division that is, quite frankly, pretty damn sad? Uh, Joe, that is the million-dollar question, especially with Sean Payton now going to Denver. Let's see if he can resurrect Russell Wilson. Um, you know, you've always got Brandon Staley, at least, at, with the Chargers. You know, he's good to screw up a couple games over there uh, for them, you know. Um, you know what, Josh? Um, 
I had high expectations for this team uh, when he came, especially in the offense. I thought he was going to fix a lot of things, the red zone woes. Um, and his play calling was questionable a lot of times. When the Raiders got big leads, a lot of times he would go conservative. Uh, the Raiders led the NFL like they blew five uh, double-digit leads. They 20 to nothing against Arizona. They lost that one, 17 to nothing. Casey and Jacksonville, they ended up losing those two. I still don't know how to this day they lost to the Rams on Thursday night. Um you know, that with Baker Mayfield, who knew maybe a th- maybe a quarter, a fifth, whatever of, of the playbook, right? You just shake your head like, how do you lose those games? And then mm-hmm. how do you lose to Jeff Saturday, who's coaching in his first NFL game with the call? Like, right, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I mean, how are you losing these games? I mean, all, if you win half of those games that I just talked about, you're nine and eight, maybe 10 and seven, and you're maybe getting the seventh spot uh, in, in the playoffs. But Hey, you are what your record says you are, as Bill Parcells used to say. So they're six and 11. I think, you know what? I think a lot of people wanted Josh McDaniels fired, um, but he's coming back for year two. Uh, like it or not, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's a tough sell, uh, you know, especially coming off of uh, whoever the interim coach was. Jeff Saturday game. with the Colts. No, 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 for the Raiders. Oh, Rich Passaccia. Rich Passaccia. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a good run, you know, at he the did. end of the year uh, during his interim. Uh, and you know, McDaniel's comes in, and you know, there's been some some jokes going around with uh, Arian Foster's comments. I don't know if you saw those on on his podcast saying how much the <laughs> NFL, NFL is rigged. Uh, oh, and being in Vegas, you know, you never know. Maybe he's got some pockets or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, boy. Jokes, jokes aside, you know, uh, I think McDaniels is an interesting case. I've never been a fan, you know, living here in Denver and watching him just absolutely destroy the Broncos uh, when he came here. I, I never wanted him anywhere near the Bears, which a lot of people did. Um, I think Lucas thought that he might be the guy before they hired Eberflus, so... I'm not a big McDaniels fan. I, I kind of get the allure, attraction a little bit, but you know, like you said, he hasn't really produced. He didn't really fix the offense, like you like you said. Um, you know, kind of going back to the QB situation, Dennis. Um, let's say there's a, a, a trade out there, and, and you could trade up from seven to one uh, for the same capital as you could get Aaron Rodgers for. Say it's two firsts and maybe some extra compensation here or there and and you you either get the number one pick or you get aaron Rodgers. what does dennis ackerman gm have to do i'm gonna take uh the number one pick on bryce young because i want that rookie quarterback on that rookie deal so it's going to free up so much cap space so like i said i can address uh my offensive line and i can dress my defense because look at aaron Rodgers is going to take up a huge chunk uh, mm-hmm. of my salary and I just have too many needs elsewhere. Do I think, I mean, is Aaron Rodgers probably going to make me a Super Bowl contender offensively? Probably. But if my defense is going to give up 25, 30 points a game, that means I got to score 30 to 35 points a game. Can I count on that week, week in and week out? I don't know if I can. But if I can get Bryce Young on that rookie deal and surround him with enough talent uh, at the skill positions and then, you know, fill the holes here and there, I like my chances. Would I be a playoff team next year? No. Would I be able to hopefully improve on six wins? Yes. And then hopefully by year two, with a year under his belt, with Bryce Young having a year under his belt, and being able to shore up even more needs in year two, then yes, I think I would be a playoff contender, and I'll roll the dice, and I'll see what happens. Because 
let's face it, uh, you're in Denver, the Broncos, uh, Chargers, the Chiefs still own that division. I mean, mm-hmm. it's their third Super Bowl appearance. Patrick Mahomes, it keeps, keeps getting better and better. They've got Kelsey. They've got Andy Reid. They own the yep. division until somebody knocks them off. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like your plan. I think it's, uh, I think it's solid and sound. Um, you're not. If it was, if you're a little bit closer, it might be worth right. It. But, I agree. Um, yeah, they're not. But they're not right. No. Uh, so, awesome. Well, thanks, Dennis. Uh, Dennis, I got, I got one more question for you. Just going off Chris's hypothetical. Um, okay. Let's. So we're saying that. Let's just imagine that the the Raiders strike out on Aaron Rodgers and also like you said they don't maybe they don't go after Jimmy G because maybe he's similar to Derek Carr and not much of an upgrade do you think there's a certain point where they'll get desperate and maybe give up extra capital to move up for a quarterback that they want and to my point earlier about the quarterback that Josh McDaniels might prefer over the other you know I think Bryce Young makes a lot of sense just from the fact that he's probably the most NFL ready but for a team like the Colts or Panthers, I think those teams might be more interested in a guy like Will Levis, who is more traitsy, if you will. Um, you know, the Colts have had a history of liking bigger quarterbacks and, and things like that. So maybe they're in a different boat. But Bryce Young for the Raiders would make a lot of sense. But I guess my question is, do you think there's a point where the Raiders could get desperate if they struck out on Rodgers and Garoppolo? Or do you think there's just they'll probably end up with one of those two and, and the draft is kind of an afterthought? for a quarterback Ooh, you know what um i think jared stidham has has intrigued them by what he did in the last couple games you know he also played in new england as well uh spent time there with mcdaniels so he knows his system he knows what he likes uh like i said i think he i think he threw for almost i think he threw for about 375 yards against the 49ers and, and we know that is a fantastic defense like i said the following week he was a little pedestrian against the chiefs but you know who knows what he could do in a 17 game season i'm sure there'd be a lot of ups and downs and do they just use him as a stopgap and then see what the market presents the following year? Who's there in the draft? Who's going to be a free agent who might be available uh, through the trade market? I don't know. But I think, look, at if they, I think if all else falls apart, I think Jared Stidham is probably the backup to the backup to the backup plan. And, and that's the way they would go. Dennis, I'd like to wrap it up with a kind of an obscure question. Okay. Because it still connects both our franchises. Last off, last offseason, y'all released Alex Leatherwood and, Al, and, and the oh. Bears it ended up being the team that they claimed him. We didn't see him all year long due to different, it, it did due to COVID and illness and different things, really, until the very end. But you know, our offensive line is pretty tech bad. Will we be able to get something out of this guy over the, over the next year? Did it, were the Raiders even remotely upset to see him to see him walk out the door? Well, they weren't, him out the door. they weren't sad to see him go, but they were pissed off that they used the 17th overall pick <laughs> in the draft to select this guy. I mean, what a reach! You know, they started him. Uh, his rookie year, they started him at tackle, and he was so bad they moved him inside the guard, and he was. Uh, serviceable, I guess, would be the right word. And then when Josh McDaniels came back in, they tried him. Uh, they moved him back to tackle during the preseason, and he was just, oh, my gosh, he was just got awful. And I think they tried to trade him, but everybody saw, you know, you, you could see it on film. He's just in over his head. He never should have been a first-round pick. The Raiders completely breached, uh, and it was a big whiff, and it was just another one of those uh, Raiders, uh, a failed draft choice. They've had so many. I mean, it's a laundry list. We can go on and on. Every year they just whiff on their drafts, and he's just another example of it. So, uh, you know, I think if you're going to play him, play him at guard. I would not put him at tackle. 
Uh, he's probably a backup guard at this point. And you know what? If, if you're in dire need or you're desperate for a backup tackle, I guess you go with Alex Leatherwood. But he's your problem now. Thank God he no longer wears the silver and black. That's all I can say. Quelan Farrell's uh, a free agent this year. He's another one of my favorite Raider reaches. Yeah, ex- thank you. Uh, another one. I think he has, I don't know, maybe ten career sacks in four years. So, yeah, they didn't pick his. Uh, they didn't pick up his fifth year option for a good reason. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Dennis, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, just before we let you go, you got to give us uh, your Super Bowl prediction. Just give us a score and a winner. And uh, thank you so much for coming on again. You know, we we had you on. This is your your second time on the podcast, so we appreciate having you back and uh best of luck to the Raiders moving forward. They're going to need it. Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Um you know what like I said I'm uh, old school of Kansas City until somebody knocks them off but I just Patrick Mahomes and that high ankle sprain and those wide receivers are banged up and I'm a little worried about Kansas City secondary so I'm going to roll with the Eagles. I'll be rooting for the Eagles. I'm not going to lie to I do not want the Chiefs to win. I think it's 27 to 20. Uh, I'll go Eagles fly Eagles fly and uh, it'll make me happy because the Chiefs will come up short again in the Super Bowl so that is my prediction 27 20 Eagles thank you guys so much for having me on I think last time you guys had me on was John Gruden's last game as head coach of the Raiders Mm. he was fired right after they lost at home to the Bears in a disgusting performance by the Raiders yeah good stuff well thanks dennis we appreciate you uh you're welcome back anytime uh thanks for your insight on you know all things raiders uh this offseason uh looking forward to seeing what happens if anything does come about between the raiders and bears for whatever reason we'll definitely have you back on to talk about it but thanks again man take care and uh go bears thanks guys appreciate it Dr. Krogman, how's life been going? Uh, you know, just performing surgeries, uh, giving people new brains, doing brain transplants for some of these Bears fans out here with their uh, ridiculous takes. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know who you are, and if you don't, uh, you you'll be you'll be fine. It's you. Know. If you don't know, it's actually it's, it's, you. It's actually you. <laughs> yes, you, you, you in the shirt with the with the hat all right so uh things are going well uh had a great conversation with dennis uh from believe in raiders uh that'll be mixed in here by our main man lucas berry who is looking bald and beautiful as always mr (laughs) berry how are you this evening sir that's quite the introduction thank you uh doing well you know we we did we did have a great conversation with dennis uh we we have talked to uh someone who covers the Raiders, the Panthers, the Colts. So we're working our way down the list. We're hearing other teams' opinions. Uh, it's it's good news to get out of the shell that is, you know, Bears, Twitter, and community that it's just a giant echo chamber of itself. So it's it's good to hear other ideas and what other teams are thinking. Um, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here with you guys. I mean, we've... The season's still going on. I mean, it's crazy if you think about how many episodes we've done where the Bears just haven't played and the season still isn't over yet. Um, Wait, there's still fo- there's there's not football on. I mean, after the Bears are out, there's there's not football on. It's just it's just some guys going around and hitting each other and getting silly. Some guys that uh, aren't Bears. Yeah, some non-Bears folks. Uh, Lucas, we'll, we'll we'll tease a little bit of the Dennis interview. We don't want to spoil too much, but we talked. Aaron Rodgers, we talked 
Josh Jacobs under other pending free agents and, and trade uh, or, or cuts with Dennis. Uh, we talked to the draft, obviously. Uh, one thing that we were kind of talking about on the side that's a, that's a little bit of a running theme is apprehension from other podcast hosts to kind of go all in to get the number one pick uh kind of dennis kind of alluded to that didn't really didn't really talk about going all in uh and then last week um we talked to the panthers gentleman who said that desmond who said that they weren't really balls to the wall to get the number one pick uh do you lucas and joe think that is just timid fan talk like they just don't want to give up the assets or do you think that's how these teams are thinking as well oh i i think i think it's timid fan talk i i think that's uh, <laughs> i think it's people looking at bryce young and saying oh he's five foot eight i don't think that he's gonna be if we draft him at number one look at the last you know, questionable size Alabama quarterback to a tongue of Iloa, always getting to hurt with the Dolphins. I think they're seeing he's he, he may not be the, you know, he's not the Andrew Luck prospect. He's not the prospect that it's like everybody and their mom can see it. It's not the Trevor Lawrence prospect uh, where, where, okay, he hits every dagger measurable. He's got a cannon arm, super tall, super, you know, he, he's, a, he's not a prototype quarterback. And same thing for CJ Stroud. I think CJ is a little closer to that, to, to that prototypical quarterback uh but as we have talked about off air too the the most prototypical in size and size wise is a guy like will levis and you know he had he had really proven it uh he, he didn't really show a ton over at, at kentucky he had you know decent success in the sec but never never uh never showed that number one overall prospect type 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 skill set in my opinion so i, I think it's timid fan talking thinking oh i don't want to pay the price to go up and get a bryce young or go up and get a cj stroud but when it's your job when it's your livelihood and your 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 paycheck on the line uh where as it is for the houston texans and the indianapolis colts and a, a handful of other franchises i think they will end up paying and i, and I think they're going to get up to number one and uh, you know, despite these fan talks, these fans, these fans are bringing the talks of, oh, if, if I was on Madden, you know, if I was controlling the game, I'm not going to want to pay that much. Of course, I'll be able to convince somebody to give me a discount. But he is the number one overall pick. It ain't going for a discount. And Chris Ballard, and who I, I'm sorry, I don't have the Houston's GM in front of me. They're, they're going to be paying that that full price for the Casario. Pick. Nick Casario. Uh, Chris, I. I think Dr. Krogman just might have planted a uh, an idea in my head, but I'm not sure we want to experiment on our guests. So uh, I was going to say we should see, we should have these same guests back on after free agency, right? And we'll say, hey, the, Ra Ra the Raiders miss out on Rodgers. Let's say after his five days in the dark cave, he, he decides to retire, <laughs> which, which isn't going to happen. But let's just say he does that. And I uh, want Jimmy G. We'll have Dennis on and we'll have Desmond on, you know, two weeks before the draft to say, hey, what are the Panthers going to do? And, and we could go from there. But uh, in, in all seriousness, I, I think your the answer to your question is kind of a combination of both, Chris. Uh, I, I agree with Joe that because there's not that one, uh, that one just generational type quarterback prospect that everyone can see, everyone's like, nah, you know, we could probably do without them. Maybe a veteran's better. 
but then on the other hand, we don't we don't know what these teams are thinking and, and where their thought process is and who's on the hot seat and who's not. Um, I think Carolina more so than the Raiders is probably in more of a position to move up. I don't know why I can just see the Raiders being. I, I could see McDaniels just maybe having shorter of a leash there and them having to get right quicker where they'll need a veteran, whereas the Panthers, they have a pretty good roster in place and you know, maybe they're willing to go up for that quarterback and, and just see what happens. So we'll see, you know, that's my thoughts. on. I think the Panthers out of the two, you know, guess we've had on the last two weeks, probably more likely to move up than the Raiders, but uh, we're always not factoring in the wild card either. Like we talked about before the show, the, the, does a team like the Titans or Washington or someone that we're not even thinking of just trying for that number one pick. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be so interesting, but free agency is the main domino to fall here, I think, first, which is only about 35 days away. Did you guys know that? 35 days feels like a lifetime. Well, you, told me, you told me earlier, and I was still bummed that it's that far away, but it is what it is. 35, I mean, a month, dude. That's not bad. I'm just teasing. It does, it does feel like an eternity. I would say, like, March... Well, like you said, it's the it's end been, of the Super Bowl. And the it's draft. been how long since we last watched Bears football and the season's still right. going, and now we still got to wait 35 more days? Right, because this Bears. is our Super Bowl in 35 days. <laughs> exactly. Every exactly. year. Oh, but, Joe. Last year was not. I mean, no. Larry o- o- Ogan. Ogan Joby. Ogan Van Joby was not the guy. He could be this offseason, though. Would that be something if they went out and gave him like, a massive contract <laughs> on day one? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, shocking. 35 days. That's, uh, oh, what that's do you closer think? than it was yesterday. What do you think about my experiment, though? Do you think we should have these guests on after free agency? I think we should have them all on. Going. and then just At start, once? Yeah, and then just start. Just start more. grilling them? And just start. No, what do you offer? What do you offer? Who's That'll your guy? I think it would be fun. Do you think guys, I, you know, I always wonder when guys are making trades and I, 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 we don't have any insight into draft rooms. There's probably, there's probably a video out there. I always wonder if teams that are trading back want to know or need to know who the team trade that they're trading with is going to take, or if they even care, you know, like if it was me and you know, let's say let's say the Texans call and they're like, okay, well, we want to move up. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, D'Amico Ryan's just took over as your as your head coach. Who are you gonna take? You know, and they're like, ah, you know, send your business. Do you want to trade the pick or whatever? Or are they like, oh yeah, we're gonna take Will Anderson? And then you're like, I I don't want to do that now. You know, would you guys no, want to know? No, you don't tell them. Taking? Well, no, you I don't would. want. Yeah, you're not gonna tell them if you're the trader upper, but if you're the trader backer. Are you saying, well, then, you know, kick rocks? I want a better offer if you're not going to tell me who you're trading because uh, the Colts are telling me who they're taking. Mm. I don't know, man. That's a <laughs> that's almost like an ethical question, right? I, I think I think you've, I think it depends on how you, how much you value the prospect. If if hypothetically it's a Will Anderson and you're like, oh, I don't want the Texans to have him, well, maybe that means that we value him. More than you know, so back, right? so we're just gonna go ahead and take him. And if that's the case, anyways, then why are we entertaining? Exactly. 
why are we entertaining thoughts of trading back? Well, because there's got to be a tipping point to where you don't value him that much. Right. Everyone has a price, Joe. That's right. That's right. It's called <laughs> indecent, an indecent proposal, Joe. Go this watch is it. kind of it's making my head spin. Uh, my next question for you guys is: Do you think they actually? Do you think GMs actually use those draft charts? Fuck like no. the, the Jimmy Johnson. I mean, if you look at it, a lot of times the value does equal out on it. I think it's definitely but, a jumping off point at the very. I think least. they have that in their office. I think they all have it memorized by now. Like GMs, I think that's part of like your GM interview question. Like, all right, what's the number one draft pick worth? It's worth three thousand points. And you just, I just spit it out. My mind is still blown that I just learned this week that a supposedly second round or first round picks this year are worth a second mid second round pick next year. That's like that blew my mind. I I didn't realize that's how they were looked at. Yeah, because I think it has a lot to do with you never know where the other team's going to pick, you know? Right, but why couldn't you just assume that they would be the 32nd pick in the first round as opposed to the middle of the second round? Or is that just, like, depreciation? I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's a good point. The other thing is, like, well, because you're also adding a fifth year a second time, essentially, or, or a higher price contract regardless. So either way, if they're thirty second or or whatever, you're you're adding, you're you're also adding the ability to attack on that fifth year, but you're adding more money to the cap. I, I don't know if that factors into it at all. I'm just spitballing and yeah. brain, brainstorming on why it could be less valued, I suppose. Or or I mean, whatever. it just blows my mind though, because like <laughs> if I was thinking in terms of the you know the generic Bears Colts trade that we keep seeing. And the Colts give us, let's just say, this year's first, next year's first, and a second. The Colts, do we really, like, in my opinion, they would still be a pretty bad team, and that pick would still be really, really valuable, as opposed to middle of the second round value. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, if we're, if we're talking about a team like the Chiefs or the Eagles who could win the Super Bowl next year, all right, sure, I, I understand that, you know. But if it if it's like a bad team trading their first round pick and that's all it's valued at, I think that's a little mind blowing. That's just kind of like where my my mind started spinning. I'm like, holy crap, that's well, that's crazy. Well, we know the teams definitely take what they think of who they're trading with into consideration because we saw that with the Steelers and Bears this year was that the Packers apparently had a better offer or a very similar offer that the Bears did for Chase Claypool. And the Steelers, rightly so, went with the Bears because they thought they would be the worst team and rightly so asked for our second-round pick as opposed to the Ravens' second-round pick, Mm -hmm. which, again, was rightly so because the Ravens fitted better than the Packers, but not as bad as the Bears or whatever. So um, it's interesting to, to think about all all the angles of these trades and and what assets are worth for sure uh you know when it comes to the draft and free agency being 35 days away like you said um man dominoes will start to fall obviously first domino that fell really was this week in having 
the Senior Bowl, and uh, mm. our own Getzy was coach of uh, one of the teams. And the American boys, team. The American team. They got their ass kicked, didn't they? I, I didn't watch the actual game. I just kept up with the practices. That was like 27 to 10 national team. Uh, we not, that's not good. To be honest with you, I don't even think I've, – I've seen people say on Twitter, like, the scouts left, like, two days ago. Like, they're, they're just there for the practices. I don't think – The funny really thing is, is uh, what I – the only things I the only thing I heard was that the quarterbacks of both teams were so Horrible. bad <laughs> that they couldn't really even get a read on the wide receivers because the quarterbacks were so freaking bad. Like bring your own damn quarterbacks. Like bring I don't know, like bring some retired bring Justin Fields. I will I was gonna say that, but I think that's probably that's probably gonna be a little bit skewed as to I mean, you're already developing chemistry for this dude. That's that would be awesome. That would just be like a senior bowl. It's <laughs> like, hey, uh, whatever coach coaches the senior bowl gets to bring his own <laughs> players <laughs> with him, not just Justin, <laughs> just like bring everybody just to practice with the team or or not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe NFL players would be like, fuck that. I'm done with the season. I'm not yeah, coming. There's, down there's no now. way. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, that's still so fun. It's still be fun. Though. Hilarious. Um, a lot of coaches go to the Senior Bowl, though. Uh, you know, a, a, apparently, like Mike Tomlin was down there. He's on the field, like running drills and talking to players, and like, bro, you're just a, you're just supposed to be a spectator here. You're not supposed to be down there, like <laughs> scouting and getting a feel for for these players, but. Getsy did say that his main goal in going down there was to make the Bears better. Mm-hmm. He understood he had a a mission. He understood the assignment. And the assignment is to get Poles and Eberflus a better insight into these players by having the position of coach on that on the on the American team or whatever team he had. So I'm, hopefully I'm he did sure, his job. I'm pretty sure I saw that the whole gang was there, that Poles was there, Eberflus, Cunningham, all them dudes are there at those practices. I mean, yeah. to your point, Chris, about, you know, Mike Tomlin being on the field, I mean, this is really kind of the, it's just a, it's just kind of gift wrap for you if you're able to coach this <clears throat> team for a week. You know, you're really getting to see what some of these guys in the draft, what they're like interacting in the locker room, how they run through drills, you know, more about them personally. Um, I mean, you only have so many interviews at the combine and before the draft. So something like this, you're, it's it's just free, you know, free communication that you're not going to have to waste your resources on later down the line. And it's going to be more in depth than any, you know, on the spot interview you're going to have with a kid for 10 minutes. You know, you're spending all week with them. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I heard the same thing about the Bears staffers. In that, all of them were there. Uh, I can't remember where I was listening to this. They're talking about, you know, where, where was the focus? Where was the, you know, Eberflus and and company and and Ian Cunningham and Poles focus? And a lot of it was apparently on linemen which I think that's one of the drills and one of the 
the the one-on-ones that really gets highlighted at the senior bowl is the one-on-one lineman drills which we've seen you know twitter tape and, and things like that of of various folks that were down there at the senior bowl yeah and i think there is definitely some you know i would i would call them i think there's definitely a lot of guys who made themselves a lot of money down there you know at the senior bowl who who might have been you know day three picks who turned into high day two picks um, I mean, on his team alone, Luke Getz, he had John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota, everyone talks about. Um, Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee that everyone talks about. He had a few centers tackle Tyler Steen from Alabama. Uh, I mean, playing in that game, they also had Dewan Jones, who had a great week of practice. So Luke Getz, he got a good look at a lot of these guys who, you know, might have been day three picks or some of the guys I mentioned might have been late day two picks who now might find themselves toward the end of round one or early round two um, because of how they performed this week. And, you know, the Bears are, up, you know, up close and personal to a lot of these guys and able to see, you know, what they like and what they don't like. So um, I think that was absolutely massive that there was such a good class of linemen um, down at the Senior Bowl. A lot of these upperclassmen are, are pretty solid. Yeah, you said you said Darnell Wright from from Tennessee had a good week, right? Yeah, and he was on Getzy's team. Him and John, I mean John Michael Schmitz is is interesting to me. I think his his floor is just so high. I I don't know how the Bears want to be interested in a guy like that early on day two. I mean, when was the last time we've had a good center? <sighs> that guy that goes around punching and choking Adam Hogue. Yeah, yeah, he was the last good one. That's crazy. Uh, didn't didn't Garza get some run at center? Yeah, he might have. He was he was solid at at line at interior line. Regardless, I mean, I guess Cody was okay, except that guy can't shotgun snap to save his fucking life. Um, that will forever well, be my beef with Cody. Well, Joe, what is your what is your take on the Senior Bowl here? Uh, I know you said there was some conflicting news on Luke Getze. All, everything I've seen has been really positive about how he was running his practices and interacting with the guys, but uh, I, I need to hear your thoughts on this, Joe. I, I did see the, uh, the the positive report on Luke Getze's practices, but I also saw a negative report. I don't, and now I must admit I wasn't like reading every single thing, but I think that these were two different days worth of practice. Uh, so I think um, may, maybe one day wasn't as efficient as the as the other day. But I, I think it's great experience for Luke Getze. I think it's great experience uh, for him to kind of realize what. It, goes into evaluation what goes into running the, the whole show so um it, it's, it's going to be very valuable in the draft room i mean you turn and talk you talk about one prospect versus the other luke gets can give you a first-hand feel so i i'm very i'm very happy that he was down there uh but i, I but we'll see we'll see what it turns into in a couple of months a couple of the names that i saw um you know on the offensive line uh cody Motch or mock yep. I already pronounced that dude's name. Uh, played a lot of played all over the line at the at the Senior Bowl, but is a, is projected as a guard in the NFL. He's just a mauler, uh, so that's an interesting name. Um, Ivan Pace was voted for voted the National League's uh, linebacker practice player of the week. Uh, I think Bears could potentially be interested in in linebacker in this draft, uh, depending on. 
you know, what kind of happens with free agency and things like that. So it's always interesting. Uh, the last time the Bears had an opportunity to coach the the senior bowl was what, like 2017, and they completely Fox. foxed it up uh, as they, you know, coached players like uh, Cooper um, and and a few others that they just uh, Cooper Cup and and a few others that they just they just didn't pick them, you know. They they went with uh, what was that tackle's name or that guard's name that was there the year they they were there that they took uh, like the fifth round. Jordan Morgan. Jordan Morgan. Yeah, yeah, guy with two first names. It's always a good idea. He didn't pan out. He, I don't even think he played his whole rookie contract. I'm pretty sure he went to a small. He went to like a small one double or a one, a small D two college near me. I think he went to Cutstown, which is like Cutstown. Just completely random that they put a guy in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't do well that year. Uh, well, Fox didn't even want to be there. He thought he was too yeah. good for it. You know. Yeah, they, it's good that we have like a, a young, hungry type coach that wants to be someone who sees it as an opportunity right right as opposed to like an obligation or some sort of punishment dick john fox go coordinate all three jokester i'm not a math major (laughs) that was was, (laughs) we're gonna have to get joe dubbed in doing his john fox impressions because that one was solid Kyrie santos so yeah i mean the line at the senior bowl is a hot spot and then uh the other thing that the bears would need is a uh there's a few undersized wide receivers if you're interested in one of those jalen reed and tank dell tank dell absolutely had a phenomenal week of practice there but i think he might be like 170 pounds what about michael wilson from stanford yeah, he had a good week, and uh, one of my favorites is Xavier Hutchinson. He's more of like a uh, a bigger type wide receiver. Is he an X receiver? X. Yeah, yeah, he kind of reminds me of similar play style to A. Rob. Uh, gross. You mean he's lackadaisical and doesn't try hard? I just similar skill set, like not overly fast, runs pretty good routes. Gets open, but yeah, that the end of that makes contested catches because he can't get separation. All I want is fast guys, speed. You, yes, and you're interested in Tank Dell, all 170 pounds of him, man. Can you? I love, I love the name though. I mean, did you? I think his actual name is uh Nathaniel Dell. Oh my god, they don't even have him listed at they have him listed at 155. There's no way that's right. Yeah. Tank Dell, one hundred and fifty-five pounds. Dude, he he had he had one hundred and nine receptions for fourteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns this year at Houston. He was and he was tearing dudes up the Senior Bowl. He, he was leaving dudes in the dust. So I don't know. One hundred fifty pounds. That's slight. That is that is a light build. I feel like there's no it's way he's build. actually one hundred and fifty pounds. No. Five ten one sixty five is the most updated one. So yeah, he's probably about one fifty five. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, that is a. He 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 doesn't hit my measurables. I think it will pass. You just said pass. Is that what we're looking for? Just said I want a fast guy. I gave him a fast guy. He didn't specify the weight. On it's some of the measurables. Fast is like the starting point. What about on the other side of the ball, Lucas? Like defensive line, uh, edge, edge guys. Any any standouts there? I, I read uh, Will McDonald. McDonald. Oh yeah. Man, yeah, I thought really, that was a really good week. Keon White on, from Georgia Tech is another D line edge hybrid who's getting a lot of draft stock rise. I'm seeing his name float to the end, uh, bottom of the first, early second. Um, this edge class is just the more I'm looking into it, it's just absolutely insane. So even if the Bears, you know, weren't to take Anderson high and they they went with a guy like Carter, went elsewhere, I mean, this edge class is you can find some serious talent in round two and beyond. Yeah, one guy I read, uh, I think. Brugler had him in his top 15 running backs was Tajay Spears from Tulane. Yeah. Uh, that he had another yeah, good phenomenal week, week. And he just looks really good in space and, and a lot of juice to his, to his, uh, to his game. So yeah, there's always talent to be found at the senior bowl. It's always funny. We're always looking for the, the, the biggest thing. Um, man, there's so much, there's so many good seniors out there. Uh, so I'm really glad the bears were there to, uh, to get in uh, honestly um out of all the guys i think this week that i've seen um you know i'm i'm very curious to see how high dewan jones ends up going i mean he's he's six eight he almost has a 90 inch wingspan which is longer than Giannis. um he's like he's absolutely mad and he, he just he was destroying dudes at the senior bowl and people are i mean some people are saying he's the top tackle in this class um, wow. Are we sure we'll, we'll that these people he, all share the same DNA, share the same genes as us? Dude, unreal. I mean, 90-inch arms is just – I can't even fathom that. Have you guys seen that story that came out? And this, there might have been earlier stories, but the, where they found like a 15-foot finger. <laughs> what? Something stupid. Maybe it was like eight feet. It was just like, like giants used to walk the earth, essentially, is what the story was. That's the was one Jen's finger. Yes, it might be his great 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 grandfather's finger, and he's just gotten a little bit smaller over time. But he's li- he's listed at six eight three sixty. I mean, three sixty is light at six eight. Yeah, he got some room uh, to grow. He he demolishes dudes. So we'll he's Jason. He's Jason Peters, but like two inches taller. Nah, dude. The Eagles used to have a guy that played with Peters, and his name was um, King Dunlap. And he I was remember King Dunlap. He was yeah. huge. He was huge. Yeah, yeah. He's a massive just an absolute man. massive man. But I'm not gonna be able to move though. You still gotta be able to move. Yeah, unlike what your arms around. are that big. Um, I mean, I'm curious. This this right tackle class is another pretty strong position in this class, but it's also strong in free agency. So, you know, I'll I'll be kind of surprised if the Bears don't address it even before the draft. So. We'll see what kind of offensive line help they're looking for by the time draft time comes around. I mean, he Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame was was had a pretty solid year, and Jones makes him look just just like a baby. 
Yeah, De- like, Dewan Jones is absolutely demolishing dudes down there. Joe, when when is our when does our friend Dean Burglar release the Beast? When's that coming out? Good question. I would get. I have no idea. Uh, let's fi- let's see if there's a. a it's usually Dean. like mid March. Uh, so we're not too far away. No, it should be pretty close. I can't remember when it came out last year, but I thought it was like April seven last year. Oh. April seven. That's like a week before, the, a few weeks before the draft. Yeah, I can't read three hundred pages in two weeks, man. What do you expect? Just... Like, what do I look like? Yeah, April seven last year. Damn. So we are. I, I, I guess that makes is... sense because they gotta, they gotta, they gotta add in all the combine stuff too. So that makes sense. And they gotta evaluate and talk to everybody. And Dane has to write a little bit. He's, yeah, he's he has said that most of his stuff doesn't change. Huh. Like so he's, that so that he, much. Like he'll uh, he'll maybe adjust a few things, but like most of his stuff is pretty pretty set. So let me. I think I think that's all. The reason I really like Dane as an analyst is because he he has his own analysis and scouting on all these dudes, and he doesn't rely on other people's opinions too too much in in that beast most of that's his own work so that's that's what i really appreciate from him and i honestly think he, i honestly think he i honestly think he's one of the best i think he is the best draft analyst out there right now i think he's he's got the best feel on these prospects better than you know the mainstream guys on espn like kuiper and her and uh whatever his name is the other dude McShay, McShay and Kyle. Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah, I think uh, I think Brugler has has definitely moved into that conversation as one of the top analysts. Those NFL.com dudes are horrible, like Chad Forbes and Daniel Jeremiah is good. Those those guys suck, dude. Daniel DJ DJ is good. Yeah, Jeremiah Jeremiah is good. good. A lot of those other clowns are just awful though, like Forbes and. And Bucky Brooks, they're they're always just like nowhere close to where, what, what, like, what actually happens. <laughs> so uh, Brugler put out his second mock, which has the Colts trading up to one for Young, has Houston taking Will Levis at two, Cardinals taking Will Anderson at three, Bears with Carter at four, Carolina moving up to five to take Stroud. I think mm. it's interesting. And he's got the Lions taking Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Didn't they just take a cornerback in the top 10? <laughs> like, was, did that already not go well? Once? Jeff Okuda. I, yeah, yeah. Okuda. I know. I'm just saying it's crazy. Yeah, I think, I, do you guys think, I think the Lions could possibly be a, a dark horse for a quarterback. Apparently, Me they too. really like golf, man. I mean, they could, yeah, they could, def- they could still do it. And it doesn't like a Richardson, though, like more of a, a project type QB. I mean, that would make sense. Should, dude, even if you took, even if you took one that's ready, readier, like Levis, now, you know, and Levis is kind of that in between project where he's, you know, got the talent but probably needs more seasoning or more coaching. And let him sit behind golf for a year. They've got two first round picks, so right. You know they could they could easily go with a quarterback. Shit, dude! Even if they went with a quarterback on their second 
first round pick, which is what, 15. No, that's projected trade 18. Yeah, so he Brugler's got him trading up to 15 to take Anthony Richardson, actually. So that's interesting. That's interesting. I've got a lot of interesting things to say about interesting stuff. <laughs> well, we, we, got the, we got the Super Bowl coming up this week. Um, what? Do you guys have, do you guys have there's, other other fo- there's other football going on? Yeah, apparently. I mean, do you guys have anything else on the Bears right now other than we're 35 days in free agency? I got nothing. Bears are winning this weekend, right? What? What? Okay. I'm into, when is the let's look that up. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Give me your give me your thing and I'm gonna look up something. Luke, you got Bears twenty-eight and uh you've got the bad guys twenty-one this weekend, right? Bears Super Bowl champions. Well, we we might have been able to say that if we ended up beating the Eagles who beat the Chiefs, but that didn't happen, so oh, unfortunate, unfortunate. Oh man, uh are you looking for the uh, the uh, franchise tag deadline, Chris? That's what I'm looking for. It's tomorrow. No, it's March seventh. All right. So how it doesn't many even start until the twenty. It doesn't even start until the twenty first of February. Oh wow! So right. they got three weeks. So they got twenty eight days. Twenty eight days until that deadline. Most likely to get tagged. Let's see here. Deron, Deron Payne. <laughs> I oh, let me pull this up. This will be an interesting. Uh, I'll throw some of these at you. I had a, a, a commander's friend, James. Uh, commander's friend recently threw some hypotheticals at me. He said, "If you're Ryan Poles and Washington offers you Deron Payne and pick 160 in exchange for Jalen Johnson and pick number 54." Are you doing that deal? Nope. No, absolutely not. Okay. Now Jalen Carter, yeah, now Jalen Carter available. That's a. They're, That's they're, they're not. They can't trade pain. Like, the signing trades aren't a thing in the NFL. If this was the NBA, sure, maybe, but he's either going to sign a franchise tag or he's going to get, or he's going to be a free agent. The I agreed with you. My fir- my first two words were absolutely not, uh, and I kind of explained some of that. Uh, then he said, uh, "Would you do this? Would you trade number fifty four, number sixty five, and Kendall Vildor for Deron Payne and number ninety eight? No. What was the? Sorry, I missed it. We're trading Vildor." Number 54 overall and number 65 overall were receiving Deron Payne and number 98 overall. No. Give me your second rounder and then we can talk. Yeah, that's... No, we swapped... Like, what? No. You're you're also... I mean, we're also forgetting that, like... Well, I'm not forgetting, but... uh, Javon Hargrave is... I I don't see any way the Eagles can re-sign him uh, this offseason. So another guy and then obviously Draymond Jones who, who a lot of people really like from Denver so they'll have options if they miss out on pain I mean honestly I'm I kind of feel like at this point pain is I'm trying not to get my hopes too high I'm kind of just expecting him right. to not make it to free agency but if he does I, I don't see a way that the Bears would miss out on to be honest It doesn't say it what be a the... money. It wouldn't be a money thing. It, it, you know, it would be it would be for some other reason than money. 
Well, like 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 Raul said, man, they can't pay for defensive tackle or for defensive linemen. You know, they're either gonna, they're going to have to make the choice between Chase Young and Deron Payne. And the fact that they took Young so high and that he has been injured and they I don't think they're 100% sure what they have. I don't I don't know if they can I don't know if, how they make that decision. Maybe they tag Payne and and, and just wait until both play this year and, and then pay the one that they want to next year. I don't know. But the franchise tag for DT is going to be $18.9 million. It's probably what he's going to get anyway. Sure. I mean, that's, probably yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what Allen, well, Allen pretty much signed an $18 million deal last year. Which one of those guys do you think is better? Between who? Allen or Payne? Payne? Yeah. Allen. Probably Allen's more cons- more long longevity. Um, Payne, yeah, I don't Payne know. Kind of had a breakout year this year. Yeah, his numbers this year are absurd. I mean, he had twelve sacks and eighteen tackles for loss, which is, I mean, it's up there with the best D tackles in the league. So it's Alex interesting. I, I don't player. know. I think I Payne is like, too. Yeah. Linebacker. So listen to these projected franchise tags outside of quarterback what do you think is the highest projected uh tag position cornerback linebacker it's freaking linebacker well yeah because you got well roquan just got his deal uh leonard's making over 20 million oh it's actually not it's wide receiver it's it's really close though what is the tag? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is linebacker. 20, 20.9. So almost 21. I mean, and then it's sense. then the, the next two are close. So wide receivers next at 19.7. 19.761. And then defensive end 19.74. Which is. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy, dude. And then cornerback. No, no. Sorry. Defensive tackle next, then cornerback. No. Man, this is, I wish this was sorted a different way. Sorry. Uh, you, know, you know what? What's cheap? Running backs are cheap. Like yeah, Ackerman, that's crazy. Like $10 million, like Ackerman said. You know what's really cheap? Punters. $5.3 million. Shit, dude. If I, if I was like the Giants or the Raiders, that's a no-brainer. It's like, you're getting the tag. If you're Barkley or Jacobs, it's not even really a thought. Just you're getting the tag. Yeah, shit, dude. You could well then next year they'd have to be on the quarterback tag, right? Essentially. That's how it works. Or do you do the Yeah, I think so. Tag? But with the yeah. with the shelf life of running backs, I mean No for you're sure. Take, you're taking away, you know, a decent chunk of their career by doing that. I mean it's it's kind of fucked up and if I was the player I would be pissed slash try and hold out or something, but I mean, at that at ten million for those type type of backs, I mean that's that's an. It'd be a bargain. Yeah, exactly. The super easy one would be Travis Kelsey at eleven million dollars. That's what the tight end tag is. That's terrible. Safeties are fourteen million. Uh, offensive linemen are only eighteen point two, which is fairly inexpensive, especially that, for a tackle. Are they grouped as a whole? Like, is it just that's linemen? what it says? That's what it says. Huh. I mean, if you're if you're getting that money at center or guard, though, that's pretty crazy. For sure. 
for sure. Well, I mean, what Q signed? Did Q sign like 18 million? Wasn't his yeah, maybe, like four for he, 72? Isn't he like one of a kind? I don't think many other guys are that high on the interior. Right. Uh, I could be wrong. I feel like there's a couple of guards that are close, but I don't know. I don't have anything else Bears related. Yeah. What do you got uh, for the Super Bowl? Super Bears, Super Bowl is not a thing this year, uh, but I think um, the Eagles are going to be too much for the Chiefs. I will go. Do, do, do. 24-21 Eagles. Joe Gator. I'm going 100 to 0 Bears in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No. Come on, okay. Joe. Okay, I'll play along. No, I think the Eagles will win and I'll go with the Super Bowl script that was leaked out online 37 to 34. Oh, interesting. That high score. I did scoring. not know that high scoring. <sighs> Go ahead, hit your under, take your Eagles at one and a half, take Jalen Hurts for your MVP. Three lay, you made a bunch of money. Mm. I didn't do, I, I didn't do I, that for my parlay. Oh, well. I've been going back and forth on this game for a while. I think on paper, I think the Eagles are a lot better at every position. But I don't know, man. Mahomes is just... He's hard to bet against, honestly. I just I have trouble doing it. I, I just think in, in that big of a game, the quarterback and coach could be the biggest difference. I want they have the Chiefs don't have business winning this game. They really don't, if you just look at the matchups. But I don't know. I I'm t- I think it's Mahomes' time to win another. I'm I think he's due. And I think he, he will start to enter the uh the, the greatest of all time conversation if he pulls this one off already you think people will be uh on starting to like come out of the woodwork against mahomes if he loses his se- uh, second super bowl people are already coming out of the woodworks man they're like oh he, he is the worst two super bowl performances in nfl history i'm just like he's been to an afc championship every freaking year he's been in the nfl like shut up <laughs> and the, the chiefs were rebuilding this year and they're in the super bowl it just it blows my mind uh, I'm going 30 to 24 Chiefs. 30 to 24 Chiefs. And the home of the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a great game, though. I really do. I think it'll be a great Super Bowl. Super Bears, Super Bowl. It won't be a great Super Bowl because we're not in it. Well, what are you guys doing for the game? What are you making? I know, oh. I know, Chris. I know Chef Krogman's gonna have something good fried up on the grill or something. We're going wings as per usual. I'll Just be like there a giant tray of wings. Yeah, maybe some pizza for the kids. And my wife. Do you make them? Bakes, Do you make my them? wife always? Yeah, my wife always bakes a cake. She makes like the, she makes like the field, or she'll make like a football. Um, She'll make a cake, I'm sure. Which I don't know why the fuck we need cake for a Super Bowl, but hey, it's cake, so why not? Hey, yeah. <laughs> any any excuse to make a cake. Celebrate the wife making a cake. Thank you, lady. Hell yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all I got. 
That's a wrap, Joe. Sing us out. I'm going. In yeah, 12 going months, to... it'll be us. I'm going snowmobiling on Saturday. In a hundred, in minus 108 degrees Celsius or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm turning the big 2-7 on Saturday, so I got that. And then the Super Bowl oh. Sunday. And uh, it'll be a good weekend. Jesus Christ. I literally could be your father. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Lucas. Happy birthday to you. And next year, my birthday will be on the Super Bowl. So I'm glad we'll be in it. That we Oh, wouldn't that be freaking Man, we'd have to save up like six thousand dollars each to go. Dude, it's in it's in Vegas next year too. Justin Fields. We'll meet up with Dennis. <laughs> Make that ten thousand. Make that ten thousand. Dennis, you got us tickets to the Super oh, Bowl for next year, bro. Oh, oh, dude, the uh, yeah, the Raiders games are already like five grand to like sit in that lower level. I can't even imagine the Super Bowl there is going to be outrageous, dude. Holy shit! That'll definitely be the most expensive Super Bowl ticket ever. You think I could sell a kidney for a ticket? <laughs> Don't I, sell your kidney. Sell your child's kidney. Before we log off, would you guys rather go to an NFC Championship game at Soldier Field or the Super Bowl if the Bears were in it? NFC Championship. I would rather go to the NFC Championship, championship well. game at Arlington Heights. The Bears are home. The Bears are playing a home game. Yeah, I don't want to go to Soldier. Soldiers are going to be fucking cold and miserable. All right, so which, you would rather do that than go to the Super Bowl, though? Yeah, dude, Super Bowl's better on TV. I agree. All right. We're all on the same page. All right, Joe, take us home. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up the might, play the might so fearlessly. Well, never forget the way you throw the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.